Genesis chapter number 6, I want to read tonight in a little different place. When most of the times when you read this part, you start at the first part of chapter 6 and we get involved in all those things. But I'm going to look at something different tonight. We're going to go down to verse number 11 and that's where we're going to read in a, just a moment. And I pray that God might help us with it. So let's just go ahead and look at it now. And uh, let's stand up and read this together and reverence the reading of the Word of God. You don't have to stand for me, but you stand for the Lord. The Bible said in Genesis chapter 6, verse 11, The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with, look at that word, violence. 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 And uh, we're there. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was what? Corrupt. That's right. For all, the, all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me. For the earth is filled with violence. There it is again. You see that? Through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. That means on the inside and the outside. Amen. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it 50 cubits, and the height of it 30 cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark in it, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof with lower Second and third stories shalt thou make it. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of, breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. Everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant. Thou shalt come into the ark, Thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. And of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort shalt thou be bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female. Of fowls after their kind and of cattle after their kind, of every creeping thing of the earth after his kind, two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive, and take unto thee two, uh, take unto thee of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him, so did he. Amen. You can be seated. I want to look at this tonight. I've thought about it and I heard these ladies talking about COVID coming back around. We got a little discussion yesterday at the print shop and we got to think of one of the worst things in the last couple of years we've had is people who have had COVID and how they have separated them from the families and how that the families couldn't even be there. And there's a lot of them I believe died that probably would not have died if the family could have went in, sat down and talked to them, prayed over them. Amen put them in a hole somewhere to hide and then walk off and leave them and you don't even know. Brother, I want to tell you, that's tough stuff and that's what we've had. But it was far to, and you know, at the same time, they, they said this, 
The church is, I don't know where you remember this or not, they said the church is non-essential. And they shut the church down. I want to tell you something, we went wrong there. The church should have been the most essential thing on the face of the earth at that time. That's where God's people get together and begin to pray and seek the face of God. Amen and amen and amen. They kept Walmart open and a lot of other places. Those were essential. But the church was not essential. And many have not even got back into the groove of it again right now. Amen. I want you to know. It was a political agenda. I'm not here tonight to get on things that you don't want to get on to and things that you don't want uh, to be a thinking about tonight. But this was a political agenda and it was done for a purpose and it was to get us away from God. The devil is in the key of it all. He's sitting in the middle of it. The devil don't want you to have a closer walk with God. He'll do everything he can to keep you from it. He's doing it now. He'll do it tomorrow and he'll continue to do it. The devil is on a leash and he knows he's not got much time and he's doing all he can to destroy the church to the best of his ability. Amen. And it's also not only uh, to whip us and get all those things of a, a political agenda, but it's to bring in a new world order. And brother, they're working hard on that and I've been looking at some things. Brother, if, you, if you're Matter of fact, I told this guy today, I said, listen, yes, sir, we're in Noah's days and they're working fast and overtime. And if you're not right with God, you better get right now because we're getting out of here. Amen. You said, well, I preach away maybe here another hundred years. That's a short time for me. Amen. That's closer than it's been being, praise God. Amen. But I don't believe we're going to last that long. I see things in this. Are you saying with me tonight that it is happening fast? This world is changing and it's changing fast. It certainly is. Want to look at that? Well, let me just give you something. Hold your place there in Genesis. And then we're going to go over and I'm going to read a verse of scripture tonight. And then I'm going to close uh, with it after a while. Uh, and we're going to come back and give you some more. The Bible said in Ephesians chapter number 6, He said, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now the wiles is the testings, the temptations, uh, the trials, the fiery darts, uh, uh, the oppression of Satan, his schemes that he puts up. And he's on the rampage tonight to destroy the church and destroy the church people. And brother, he's out to do that. He wants to ruin us. Amen. So we find this is a spiritual warfare. And if you don't believe we're in a spiritual warfare, you better take a second look at this thing. Because the Bible said, and we're going to explain this in a little while, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against the spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen. Now let's go back and look at something. From Genesis chapter 1. If you'll take your Bible and study from Genesis chapter 1 and go through chapter number 13, I guess, well, chapter number 12, I guess it is. Chapter number 12, that covered a period of about 2,000 years. Now get that in your mind. Then from Genesis chapter 13 to Acts chapter number 2, it covered another 2,000 years for a total of 4,000 years. Amen. That's where it's been. And so then we come to chapter number 3 of the book of Acts, and we come to this present time tonight. 
It's been another 2,000 years for a total of 6,000 years of human history. I'm not talking about everything. I'm talking about a period of human history. And man's history is recorded in those 6,000 years. A man ain't been here all them years that they say billions and billions, but we've been here 6,000 years and mark her down. Now, according to the Bible, there's another 1,000 years that's going to come up in the future down the road. It'll be after the tribulation hour. Amen. That's why tonight I'm not worried about them destroying the earth. I'm not worried about running out of uh, sun. I'm not running out of, I'm not worried about running out of materials. We're going to get short on a lot of things, but it's because we got some heathens running the business and they're trying to hide it from us and keep us from it. And I want you to know tonight, God is able to take care of it and I'm not going to fret and worry about it tonight. I'm going to get called out anyhow because I moved over into the land of Goshen when I got saved. Now, if you don't know about the land of Goshen, talk to me after service. I'll take that up. That's another subject. Amen. I'm in the land of Goshen. That's where the Israelites went when tribulation was coming on them in Egypt. All right. Now, I want you to know this. Brother, there's some time coming. After that thousand years, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth, and we won't need that sun anymore. The S-O-N will shine and the S-U-N will refuse to shine. Now you don't, this is nothing new to you. You've heard this before. I'm just kind of getting the base line laid for you tonight. Amen. And I look at all this and I just look at it and praise the Lord. We're in a spiritual warfare. Did anybody see this in the news that 70 Methodist churches have pulled out or 70 churches have pulled out of the Methodists? Amen. And I'm not talking about around the country. I'm talking about uh, we even got them in Habersham County. We've got them in, in the state of Georgia. And they're pulled out because of LGBTQ. Now I'm saying that. Once you listen to this, keep that in the back of your mind. I'm coming back there after a while. LGBTQ. What in the world is LGBTQ? It's, it's the organization of... Uh, I call them the, uh, the homos, but it, we, we'll not call them that. We'll call them, you know, the, uh, you know, the uh, folks tonight. I, I'm, I'm going to be nice and call them homosexuals. Amen. Amen to save my language. And I, I don't like to use that anyhow. Amen. Well, that's what's happening. So I'm telling you, we're in a battle. We're in a fight. We're in a fight. Now, we have right now watching some of the religions come together. I talked to this guy today, and this is what I told him. I said, there's fixing to be a one-world religion. He said, where do you get that? I said, out of the Bible. I said, it will be a lot easier after the church is called out and there's no Christians around. But did you know tonight the Pope is in for it? And I preached this here before, been some time back. And I'll tell you something I'm worried, not worried about, but concerned about for years, how that the Muslims, which is Islam, which is the fastest growing religion in the world, how they're going to accept what's going to happen on the earth. And how they're going to be associated and deal with the Jews. And how they're going to get along with Roman Catholicism.
Have you ever wondered about that? Uh, so you you got Roman Catholicism and you got Islam. Well, the Pope now has got this stuff working, and you've heard me mention here before, Chrislam. It's Christians and Islam coming together. I found out today that they're building a, a, a tabernacle somewhere, already built it, or a synagogue where that some of the Jews are there, and so is some of the Arabs there, and uh, they're for the first time are able to fellowship kind of together. That's been a no-no for ages. And uh, it's happening now. And we'll wake up one morning, amen, I'm going to get out of here, but if you get left behind, that's why I'm not worried about it. If if, if anybody ought to worry, it ought to be them tonight who are not saved by the grace of God. And hearing what I'm preaching, that ought to make them uh, take note, amen. Now, if I believe the Lord's coming, if I believe that He's coming to get to church soon, If you believe it, and I believe it, there's some things I believe we ought to do. Number one, we ought to make sure we're right with God. Every day we ought to make sure we're right with God. I'm not talking about, oh yeah, yeah, I'm right with God. We got so many that say, yeah, 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 I'm right with God. And they're going to die and go to hell. You better check your redemption and your salvation was some point in time in life when you made your peace called election sure, when you confessed your sin. I'm not talking about going down to the baptismal pool. I'm talking about being born again. When God changed your heart and life. And so I look at these things, I believe we ought, number one, be right with God. Number two, we ought to be right with our family. Amen. I believe we ought to be right with our friends. And then I believe we ought to be right with everybody around us and try to get all we can to go, amen, and try to witness and tell everybody, hey, there's people out there tonight don't know what I'm preaching here. You're fortunate. You know it. But there's people out there that don't hear what you're hearing tonight, and they would die without God. Amen. After the rapture, church takes place and God gives them strong delusion and they believe a lie and be damned. And brother, I want to tell you, when that tribulation hour comes, they'll not have any hope whatsoever because they've already heard the gospel and their hearts will be hardened and they won't have no desire to get saved. And brother, they'll die lost. Everything we're seeing is being set up uh, for the mark of the beast. And I believe tonight what we need to be doing is what I just told you. We need to get everybody we can in this thing. Now, I want us to go back to Genesis chapter 6. Going to Genesis chapter 6, we're going to look at this. Number one, God told Abraham, I mean, told Noah to build an ark. If you'll look at that, you'll find that Noah preached for 120 years. And what he is preaching for 120 years, that's a long time to have a ministry. He preached and they didn't listen to him. Only eight people were saved, himself included, when the flood came. He preached for 120 years. Now he built the ark. You said it take that long to build an ark. I guess it did. It was 450 feet long thereabout, uh, 45 feet tall and 75 feet wide. That's a pretty good size. I got to looking at that and I thought, uh, how many boats have they got that's that big? They have. But it was World War II before they ever built a ship 
450 feet long and they called it where they landed their airplanes and took off. Airplane carrier and airport with it, amen, in war. I thought that's amazing. It took that many years for them to figure that out. Amen. Isn't God good? And I look at this thing and, and see it. And uh, the Bible said it had one door. That's a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ at one way to get into heaven. Jesus said, I am the door. Amen. I'm glad I got in that door one day. I'm glad he got in me. But I'll show you something just a little different here in just a minute. Praise God. There's one window. Amen. One window and he put it above, he said. You see arcs, it's got windows all around it, got several of them. Just one window. This one window represents faith. Amen. One entrance and how we get saved by faith, by work, or not working, but by grace and faith. We come through Jesus Christ, the door, and by faith in Christ, we get in. Then the Bible said it had three stories. Amen. One story for God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, the Trinity. God was involved in getting the ark ready, amen, to protect man. But here's an interesting thing. Look at chapter 7 of the book of Genesis. And let's look at verse number 1. You've probably seen this before, but I want to show it to you again. He says in Genesis chapter 7 verse 1, And the Lord said unto Noah, Now he's speaking to him, he spoke to him before, he gave him the architecture for the uh, ark. And then he said here, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. That means that God was already in the ark. That means that he had already, I count him the inspector. God come down to look over. You know, when you build something around here, you got to have them little inspectors that think they know everything. And they come out to tell you, you got to change this, you got to change that, and you can't do this, you can't do that. God, the inspector and architect, came down, looked it over, and God said, I approve of it. And I got to thinking about, I'm talking about the pitch and all. Let me just share something with you about the pitch. I had myself a little spell off of this. The Bible said that I'm sealed to the day of redemption. What am I sealed with? Not pitch, but this pitch here is a type of it. The Holy Ghost of God. I'm sealed by the Spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. I'm pitched within and without. Amen. I'm took care of. Now God said, Noah... Come on with your family, get in here. I'm already in here, just come on in and make yourself at home. And I want you to pick up five buckets when you come. Uh, when you get them five buckets in here, I, that's just in case this thing leaks, and you're going to have to run around and find leaks. Now that's not right, is it? You know why? He didn't because he knew it wasn't going to leak. Now you know me to tell you something, I'm sealed of the day of redemption and I'm not looking for no leaks and I'm not going to lose my salvation. I'm saved for time and eternity and it's high time you realize tonight that God saved you and if He saved you, you're sealed and the devil and all the imps of hell can't change that tonight. That's enough to shout off of. Praise God. 
Amen. But some of y'all are looking for leaks. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to make it or not. I hope I make it. I hope I make it. Maybe I'll make it. I'm going to make it. Hallelujah. I've done everything there is I know to do. And if there's anything else, I'd do it. And there ain't no works on me. God done it all for me. Hallelujah. I may just sit down and have a spell. But I'm telling you right now, brother, I appreciate the Lord. Amen. Now I want to share you something else with you. The Bible said, let me go see what verse I want to go to. I believe it's... Verse 4, chapter number 7. I want to show you something. Here comes Noah, his wife, his three sons, and his three daughter-in-laws. Amen. God loves families. So if I'm looking at this right, there's four families in there. Four husbands and four wives. Amen. God loves husbands and wives. Now look at verse number 4. Get down to verse number 4. It said, For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights. And I won't read the rest of it. Can you see the mercy of God? 120 years has happened. He's preached. Nobody's listened to Him. And uh, the Lord said to the monkey, Get in here. He said to rhinoceros, rhinoceros or whatever he is, get in here. And he come on down. Now I don't, somebody said, what about all them big elephants? No, it didn't necessarily have to, I don't know, I'm just reading between the lines, I guess. Didn't necessarily mean big elephants. Could have been small elephants, just as long as they're a male and a female. God picked them out. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be concerned over that tonight. God picked them. If Man went out and got all them animals, he'd have missed a few. But they all come walking down there. Can you just imagine there's all single file coming and going right in the ark? You know, here they go. Happy to be there. And the Lord said, now Noah, I just want to show you. I want you to stand over the door. Don't say that in the Bible. But I just want you to get over there close the doors open. And step out there one time and say, Hey, it's going to rain in Norway. And just let everybody know for seven more days that they still have an opportunity to get in this ark. That's the mercy of God. God has preached the word up and down the country, called men to preach the word of God. Thank God for the men of God. Amen. I appreciate every bit of it. Amen. I really do. And God said, I'm giving them an opportunity. Seven days is completion or perfection. God said, but there's a cutoff time. So at the end of that time, guess what happened? Hey, they, they came in the ark and God shut to the door. Now I want to turn tonight and I want to add this to it. We're talking about Noah days. And I'm fixing to say a few things about Noah days. I'm fixing to say things about another one right along with it. I didn't see this for many years in all the church churches I've been in in pastoring. We want to go to, first of all, to the book of Matthew chapter 24. I'm going to take my time. I want you to get this. These are, these are divine truths tonight that will help your soul. If you're not saved in this building, you need to make sure that you 
get right with God. The trumpet could sound any day, any hour. I'm not trying to scare people, but boy, if I could, I would. I wouldn't want to leave you behind. I wouldn't want a person in this building to be left. Matter of fact, I don't know anybody on the face of the earth tonight that I'd like to see left behind. Neither does the Lord. But Revelation, I mean not Revelation, but Matthew chapter 24, verse 37, please. We'll turn to verse 37 and it says, But as the days of Noah were, and it don't say Noah, that's because this is a Greek word. Noah is spelled N-O-E in the Greek. N-O-A-H in the Hebrew. I just wanted to clear that up. Most of you knew that. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were what? Eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. He says, you see the days of Noah. Do we see this tonight? They're eating, they're drinking. When I was a boy, we never went to eat nowhere. We eat taters and beans and cornbread every night. We couldn't go. Now people don't hardly eat at home much anymore. And uh, they, yep, they're drinking, they're marrying, and they're giving in marriage. And we're seeing that prominent. Matter of fact, we're seeing it so prominent that we don't even pay much attention to it anymore. Then the Bible said in verse 39, And knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Now that's Noah days. Would you say tonight we're living there? If you don't, I don't know how I can convince you. We're living in the days of Noah. Now I want you to take your Bible, and we're going to turn to another verse of Scripture, or another portion of Scripture found in the book of Luke. We're going to the book of Luke and we find something else on that term. In 17th chapter of the book of Luke. When you get to the 17th chapter, we want to turn please to verse number 26. In Luke chapter 17 and 26 it says, And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. That's basically what it said in Matthew. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Amen. Nothing different from what Matthew's told us, has it? Now it says in verse 28, Likewise also as it was in the days of Lot. Now, we not only have a problem with Noah days, but we've got a problem with Lot days. And when you see Lot days on top of the Noah days, you know we're that much closer to the trumpet sounding. Verse 28, Likewise also as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. They're just a little bit more active, aren't they? But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. And you also go down and you find out where it says, remember Lot's wife in verse 32, and you find all that. And I just want to deal with these two for a moment, okay? 
We want to look at them. During the 120 years that Noah was preaching, they mocked his preaching. They not only mocked his preaching, but they mocked his family and they mocked the preacher as well. And they did not see the ugliness and they did not see the problem with that. People can cuss a preacher. They can talk bad about the preacher. But if the preacher's preaching the truth, brother, they're going to have trouble because at the same time they mocked God when they mocked the preacher. And God said, be not deceived. God is not mocked. You'd mock me, get by. You'd mock somebody else and get by. But you don't mock God. And when God's man's preaching, you don't mock God's man. We got a lot of that today. Of course, I believe we ought to respect our preachers a little better than we do in, 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 in this day. Amen. Amen. I was somewhere the other day and uh, the, the fellow was talking about uh, his preacher's name is Joe. And he said, oh, Joe. And I said, who? He said, my preacher. Well, call him preacher. Call him pastor. Call him man of God. Call him brother. But don't call him Joe. Amen. I believe, I've taught my boys never to call a preacher by his first name. Call him brother. Like, call me brother Dills. Call me pastor. Call me preacher. But don't call me Dennis. Amen. Next time you do that, I hope you, you get a, a, a bunion on your lip. Amen. You hear me? And I'm not special, but God's men are. Now, let me give you something that's common between the Noah days and the Lot days. This helps you a whole lot. There's two things that both of them had. They both had prosperity. There was prosperity in Noah's days and there was prosperity in Lot's days. They didn't have needed much. Matter of fact, it was about the most advanced time in Noah's day that it had ever been. Somebody said, I don't think we had as much technology as we have now. They may have. Let me tell you why I say that. They lived 500, 600, 700, 800, and 900 years. In that length of time, I mean, they didn't have two kids, three kids, four kids. They had kids and kids and kids and kids. Imagine birthdays. You'd have 2,500 people for one birthday. Can you imagine that? I'm just throwing that out to you. Bible don't say that, I know it don't, but I'm trying to use my little old peanut brain for what little value it is. And they, I believe, were advanced in all technology. Now they may have had somebody say, I didn't have cell phones. Do you can you promise me that they didn't? Can you prove that to me they didn't? They may have had more of the, they had things, and I'll show you in just a minute. They had things that we're just now beginning to see. It may have been in a different manner. Amen. But they had it. Now, <laughs> you know we can't get people to work today. We can't get people 
to think they need a job. You know why we've raised this society that they're dependent on the government. The government says, I'll, I'll help you, I'll help you. I'll feed you, I'll clothe you, I'll give you everything that you know and want. There's two specific things I want to point out about these two, two nations or these two groups of people. Noah, in his day, the land was filled with violence. Remember I pointed out to you when I read it a while ago. Now we're beginning to see violence. That's why I said a while ago, this business of killing people, shooting people, that's not going to let up. We're, we've come to that place. The land is filled with violence. It was filled with violence in Noah's day, and it's going to continue to Just get used to it. It's going to happen. We just trust it don't happen to us, but it just could. Now, for a while, we was just having violence down at the schoolhouse and going to kill kids down at the schoolhouse. Now, I read where they killed, a, a, a shot a, a judge, an auto man, businessmen, and uh, churches. And it's going, to be, it's going to be amazing how, and it's getting to be worldwide. It's not just in one little area. We're living in the Noah days. But that's not all. Now Lot's time was known for perversion. They had violence in Noah's day and they've got perversion in, in the Lot's day. And now we've got both. We've got perversion and we got violence. I've never heard so much said about LGBTQ. I've heard it said for a long time. I get tired of driving by and seeing people got rainbow flags and rainbow uh, fences and rainbow signs. And how that somebody like that is more acceptable than a man. And I'm going to preach on this. You know, no wonder they call us straight. You know why? We're in the straight and narrow way. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. I'm going to preach on that. Not tonight. I mean, I can't get what I've got done. But uh, I mean, Lord have mercy. Uh, I'm kind of like, I've got it stored back in the freezer here. Just waiting for it to come to the top. And I'm just excited. Amen. I told a fella today, I said, I could preach all day long. If I had the energy. Amen. But I don't. But listen. Lot's days were known for perversion. Matter of fact. I was studying on this message. Right after I come back from lunch. To study on it. I was just kind of clicking through my computer there. And this popped up. And it said. World's gayest worship song. Anybody ever seen that? It's a, wrote by a lazy. And this Leslie was a singing it, and it's just come out. And it won't be long till it'll be incorporated in our churches. You say, no, 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 no. Oh, don't look at me like that. I know good and well it will. In 2012, the Gaithers, amen, your little sweet Gaithers, sung a song that was wrote by a lesbian. It was popular for a long time, and everybody loved to hear it. They just didn't know the lesbian done it. 
There's no telling what's out there that you don't know about. And I'm telling you, and that's what the song is. It's the world's gayest worship song. I listen to a little portion of it, and it sounds like a 7-Eleven stuff down at the... At the... The... Uh, 7-Eleven stores, or not 7-Eleven stores, but the churches that practice 7-Eleven stuff. Modern churches. Now, in these days, we see these two coming together. Amen? We see it. Let me just kind of share this with you, just to throw this in to wake you up. Do you remember the Israelites? You said, no, I don't remember them. But you read about them, hadn't you? You've heard about them. You remember they were in Egypt for 430 years. God said 401 place, but I believe 30 years of that, they were down there making them a home. Didn't become slaves to Egypt for a while. They wanted to get out. So they prayed God, give them a deliverer. Did he do it? What was his name? Moses. Do you remember them brought Moses up and put him in the bulrushes in a basket? And uh, guess what happened? The decree went out in Pharaoh's court that we're going to kill all the male children. You remember them doing that? So they murdered the boy babies. So that they thought they were going to get rid of Moses, but they, God outfigured them and salvaged little Moses. Amen. And then we find that just a little later from that, when Jesus came to the earth to prepare for the death of the cross of Calvary, that went out a decree from Herod that all the male children should be killed. Amen. Now in the days of Noah, they did that. In the days of Lot, that was going on before, you know, something else is happening in Lot's day and that was a total depravity of man. And how that men were running after men. God gives us all that in there. But there's two things that I want to point out that's happened in all those times. Moses had to contend, number one, with the problem of violence. Or Noah did, excuse me. Getting men out of order. Noah had to contend with violence. And in Lot's day, they contended with perversion. And it was what we call abomination. Amen. So you see these two things are going now, don't you? Well, what's happened, when you get all that, you have a, a problem of deadness, spiritual deadness, spiritual difficulties, and spiritual deception. And that was going on then. God put a stop to it. All right, now when Jesus came, 
He was dealing with the same thing. You remember in Moses uh, in Noah's day, and then on later after that, Moses come along, and when Moses come along, he had the same problem. It was still started back with violence again, and also he had the perversion of, I guess, demonic or deep uh, spiritist and devil worship. You remember, he threw his rod down, it became a serpent, and the magicians done the same thing, and they become serpents, and Moses' serpent swallowed up theirs. So it was a satanic time in Moses' day. Not, along, not only with murdering kids and violence, but when Jesus came, there was also murdering of children. And at the same time, we find that Jesus had to deal with the scribes and the Pharisees and witchcraft and those sort of things in his day. Now, it's right before Jesus to come. What are we dealing with? We're dealing with violence, murdering like we've never murdered before, and abortion. And devil worship. I've never seen so much satanic stuff going on. I would get into that a little deeper tonight, but I won't. And I'll show you this. I'm going to close with this tonight. Turn him please to the book of Ephesians. I told you it's going to close with this. Go to the book of Ephesians. I don't think I'll get into anything deeper than this. I've already given you enough to chew on for a while. You said, I already know all that stuff. Good. But now you go home and think on it. You'd forgot some of it, hadn't you? In Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 12, the Bible said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Paul has told us 2,000 years ago, to put on the whole armor of God. And he's telling us why we need to put on the whole armor of God. Number one, there's going to come a time we're going to wrestle not against flesh and blood. That means we're not fighting one another. It's not church fighting church. There may be a few doing that. But that's not what we got on the whole armor of God for tonight. We put on the whole armor of God... But our battle is not with flesh and blood. It's not with each other individuals. But, and he names four things that we're going to have to fight. Number one, but against principalities. Have you ever looked that word principalities up? Probably hadn't. Some of you have. That word principalities, when you look it up, it says celestial hierarchy. Angelic beings. We are being impressed or oppressed, excuse me, by Lucifer's cohorts. Matter of fact, if you go back, it said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. In other words, it's not somebody that we see. If we're wrestling with flesh and blood, we all see them. We know who they are. 
Now we put names to some of these principalities and we may have it wrong because we, we're talking about the president and some of the other politicians and all that, but it goes deeper and stronger than that. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. I may get me another snake tomorrow exposing Satan. But against principalities, and you see there's a comma there. Secondly, against powers. Now what is this powers? Something that, uh, something's powers is stronger than you are. Something that you can't handle. Paul said put on the whole armor of God because you're going to have to have it to fight the powers. The powers that be. You hear that phrase a lot, haven't you? Comma, against the rulers of darkness. Now who's the rulers of darkness? That's the devil and his little cohorts tonight because they are darkness and no light in them at all. We're fighting a spiritual warfare tonight. God's people need to recognize that and realize tonight that we need God. We can't fight this battle. He said, rulers of darkness of this world. Rulers of the darkness of this world. It's people tonight we don't see. Powerful satanic forces. I've never seen so much of it going on in my life. Then he said, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We like to think that's the Democrats and the Republicans, but it's not. It's higher than that. Spiritual wickedness. The devil knows his time is running out on him. Brother, he's sitting there. And brother, this is happening fast. I could give you some things I run into today about the one world situation, the economic stuff. Let me tell you something. They're pushing and they're doing it tonight. You, how many knows who, who who is? World Health Organization. And that one of these days is fixing to be what calls the shots. I know people don't believe that and don't look at it and probably won't pay, won't pay no attention. But I'm going to be out of town. But who is going to take care of it? I read over there in the book of Revelation where that the leopard's coming out. I'm not going to get on the leopard tonight. Just go home and see if you can figure it out. I'll get it. I'm telling you tonight, we're in a dangerous situation. If you're not saved tonight, you're in a dangerous... I'm not preaching this tonight to make it uncomfortable for you or to scare you. I don't have a bit of scare in my life about it. I'm saved by the grace of God. I'm blood bought, blood washed, heaven bound. The devil can't stop. He'd like to stop it. He slows me down every once in a while, but I just get up and keep it going. I got a Bible. I'm sealed. Remember what I preached earlier in the message? 
I'm sealed. I'm in His hands and He's in me. God lives in me. I live in Him. Amen. Everything's all right in glory. I just talked to him while ago. Amen. Having myself a ball. I'm having myself a time. So look at all these things. You said, well, the government's going to straighten it all out. Let me tell you something. If a government don't like kids and babies that's in the womb and they can kill them by the thousands and not even, not even have any remorse at all, they're more concerned about somebody killing somebody in the schools and that that's bad. But they just keep pulling the plug on multiplied thousands of children. And if they don't care for children any more than that, what makes you think they love you? Good night. That's good. Lord said, as it. I want to know tonight, not from my personal experience, I could care less about that part, but I want to know tonight, do you know that you know the Lord? And if a trumpet sounded or did in Christ rise, that's called up tonight, would you be in that number? I'm waiting for a shout and a voice of the archangel and the trump of God to sound. But if I was here tonight and wasn't saved and didn't know I was saved, I'd be making a beeline to the altar and asking God to forgive me and come into my heart and save me. I wouldn't want to be left of the chaotic mess that the world's got going on after the church is taken out of here. You said, I don't know where it's going to happen or not. Well, take it from this preacher right here. He does. I know it. I've been preaching the Bible so long. Brother, I'll tell you, it hasn't just growed on me. It's in me. And I want you to know, I've got the witness of the Spirit of God that these things I've talked about tonight are going to happen. i got the Bible. Let's stand. Let's stand. about it oh God help us it's time for America to quit playing church and going through fakeism and thinking they've got it when they don't have it it's time men wake woke up we're at the last hours the devil's got the noose around America's neck pulling it tight every day